Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Oh, my goodness. We are 200 episodes in. This is a really big milestone for me. I started this podcast back in December of 2017. Didn't know anything about interviewing. Didn't know anything about how to hold space inside of a conversation. And um, and I was in a very different space in my life. I think I was like, what? 26 or 25 at the time. It's just so fascinating. I I love being able to go back and listen to the old episodes and just hear my tone of voice change, hear my presence change, hear the questions I'm asking evolve. And that's why I keep every single episode we've ever released still on the show. So if you wanted to go back and listen to my first ever episodes and how just young and uh yeah, just young that I was. Um, I'm going to do that, but I'm just so grateful that I get to share these episodes with all of you. I'm so grateful that you guys are here. I'm grateful that 200 gets to be a monthly reflection because these monthly reflection episodes for me have been some of the most revealing, heart opening, just, I can't even find the words to describe the feeling I get after I record these because you know, doing the work, doing the inner work is some of the hardest. It's just the hardest to do. And it's not easy when you're facing your triggers and you're leaning into some of those prickly emotions with full presence. And you're leaning into your relationships as mirrors for all the parts of you that haven't been loved or haven't been able to breathe or haven't been given a chance to be seen fully. And so I just have such a an appreciation for the journey. And I have such an appreciation for Georgina, who is obviously the person who interviews me every single month. And this month was, or September was, was such an intense month for me. Just leaning deeper into my relationship with Gina, leaning deeper into my relationship with the world and everything that's happening inside of it, the chaos, the divisiveness, and and really leaning into my own heart around how I want to show up bigger, what is my role inside of uh, the chaos that's ensuing, and how to find sovereignty inside of all the uncertainty. Purpose is not what you do, it is who you are. And that is an idea that I've been exploring deeply over the last year, but it's something that I go even deeper into in this week's episode. And I really feel like the more we can lean into the uncomfortable aspects of our lives, the freer we become and the more expressed we are and the more power we hold as beings and as, and as tribes and as communities to create the change that we want to experience in the world. And I am just really excited for you guys to listen to this month's monthly reflection and to glean all the insights and to take some of the prickly <laughs> up and down roller coaster of experiences from my life and Take the lessons from those and apply it to yours. So 
Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast apps. All that means is that every single time I release a new episode, it falls straight into your inbox. Send me a message on Instagram or any of the social platforms that you use. If anything that we said on the show resonated with you and just thank you again, 200 episodes. That is a new episode every single week for 200 weeks. And if you're starting something new, I hope that this this episode, this idea of reaching 200 episodes, of being consistent for 200 weeks, reaches you in a way and inspires you to start that thing that you haven't started yet, to start the conversations that you haven't had the courage to start yet, and because it's never too late. So anyways, I love you all. And without further ado, here is last month's September's monthly reflection episode. Enjoy. Yo, 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 what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you guys are having an amazing day so far. Welcome back, Georgina. Thank you so much, Raj. I'm very happy to be here again. Uh, 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 we have three months left in 2021. The world is in a crazy, chaotic state. We're all individually and collectively evolving in a way that, and at a rate that we never, that I never thought was possible. And we're on episode 200. Can't believe it. Episode 200. That's, that is an amazing achievement. So let's just take a moment right here, right now to acknowledge that Stay Grounded has been in this world for 200 shows. That's years of interviews, conversations. Like all the light you've brought into the world, Raj. Like I really acknowledge that. I still remember when I started Stay Ground that it was December of 2017, and where I was at, you know. And and last week we released, you know, Matthew Abrams' episode, which was actually a re-release of episode 50. And going back and listening to myself, and even the tonality, the the curiosity, the speed with which I was talking, the I'm realizing how much I've grown. Like I really have. And and these monthly reflection episodes have given me uh, an opportunity to step into a level of, of slowness and space inside of the chaos and truly integrate what's happening, not just over the last four years, but what's happening in every moment. And I'm very grateful for the journey. I've met so many incredible people over the last several years, not just guests, but listeners. I mean, I've had people come up to me and and have start conversations. I've, I've made new friends. I've been able to support and be supported in the most special ways. And I'm just so grateful that now we get to be here in such a crucial and such a powerful, potent time that we live in. Like this message has been evolving for me for the last four years, but I'm just grateful that we get to be here now having these conversations in such a rich and vulnerable way. And I'm just grateful that my journey gets to be a light for, for anyone else who's doing the work for anyone else who's going into their shadow for anyone else who's asking themselves those deeper questions around what they're here to do. Those for anyone else who's struggling with interpersonal relationships for anyone who's struggling with their own anxieties and fears and doubts and insecurities and shame. And um, I'm just grateful that I get to 
be on this journey with with all of us together. So it's been a ride, Georgina. It's been a ride. All right. And it's for right. And as someone who I think I can say, I've listened to every single episode, all 200 of them. I, I t- totally can see like your own growth and in the way the conversations have evolved and the topics have expanded over the past nearly four years now. And this is just such a potent space to be in. These stay grounded conversations that like they touch you deep inside, they wake things up and just infuse you with all these different perspectives as you say, in these times we're in right now, it's such a powerful presence in the world. So thank you for what you do. Mm, well, thank you for being here. I've realized, you know, Stay Grounded for me has evolved. It used to be a tagline at my coffee company, which then turned into a place where I could learn and be supported by some of the world's smartest people with things that I was struggling with. And then I started creating the monthly reflection episode so that I could share my own teachings and my own lessons and my own journey. And I feel like this last month I brought in all of the right people to help me. Like it's like it went back to stay grounded being the place where I was really, really, really learning. Right. You know, like one of the things I've been really leaning into over the last year has been intimate relationship and not just intimate relationships with you know, my, my partner, my, my significant other, but all of your intimate relationships. And, you know, cause one of the things I, I've really begun unpacking and I learned this from a mentor of mine a few years ago was the difference between sexuality and intimacy. Ooh, explain that. You know, most people, they, they're sexual with many people, but very intimate with one when really it's supposed to be the other way around. Intimacy is an art. It's a feeling. It's something that you can experience with life. Like when you're intimate with life, you are intimate with the divine, with taste, with your senses. When your intimacy is like your love that you have, like the Greeks believed in almost seven different kinds of love from your love for your friends to love for humanity, to love for yourself, to romantic and passionate love. And I remember when I first made that switch for myself a few years ago, and it was such an aha moment because I was so guarded with my intimacy in my interpersonal relationships. Like I was very guarded with my family. We had a very surface level relationship a few years ago where we'd meet up, we'd go out to bars, we would drink, eat, and then that was it. And we would go and we never went into anything of our feelings. We never talked about what we were deeply moved by. And same in my last relationship. Like I didn't have the tools in myself to be able to create that level of intimacy, nor was it, did I feel that I had, like, there was just so much in me that I had to go through before I can get there. And I've just been really, really leaning into my interpersonal relationships now as this, this window into the soul, this window into my shadow and this window into the aspects of myself that I've been so afraid of expressing, this was a window into the aspects of myself that were either guarded by shame or guilt or, or the lower frequency emotions that, that keep ourselves from truly living in our bodies, from living in presence, from living in gratitude, from living in connection. And I think that that's, that's really been, and that's why I feel like even the show over the last few months has really been evolving into intimacy. Like, like how do we create more intimacy with life? And because I think the pursuit of that journey, the journey of, of, of desiring more intimacy in life, whether it's with your work, your intimate partner, your, your kids, your vocation, your impact, your art, 
that journey forces a level of exploration that then allows you to stay grounded inside of crisis and chaos or change or uncertainty. It allows you to truly hold your container of, of power inside of the dance with the masculine and the feminine. And, and, and I think that's really even this month, like, you know, with Gina, like we really went deep. Like if I had to think about a focus for my month, it was my relationship with her. You know, we finally started evolving from that honeymoon phase of the relationship into the next phase, which is the deeper, the phase where we're both allowing ourselves to be so seen in the scariest ways we've ever experienced in our lives and allowing the healing to come on the other end of that, that expression of surrender, surrendering. Oh my gosh. Like I love myself so much that I have to make my needs met. I love myself so much that I don't want to abandon myself or what I need in exchange for you. I don't want to compromise anymore because I love myself so much. And that then creates a deeper level of exploration. Like, because for me in my, I've realized in my journey, the fear of rejection and the fear of abandonment sit at the core of everything. And I think as mammals that I think even babies, like human humans are one of the only, I think, I think, I think one of the only, don't fact check on me, this on me, but in my mind, like we're one of the only animals that come out of the womb immediately needing to be held in the way that we do. Like we need to be fed. We need to be held. We cannot walk. We cannot like, there's like, we're absolutely just surrendered to someone else taking care of us. And so it's wired in our DNA to belong. It's wired in our DNA to, to not lose that support. Right. So like at the very core of it, like I, I've just been really, really aware of and becoming more, I'm becoming more and more aware of the power of our interpersonal relationships to accelerate healing, accelerate the removal of anxiety when we can really and truly lean into the fact that we're here to belong and then we're here to experience intimacy with life and then unravel everything that stops us from doing that. It creates a very unique and intriguing journey into the soul that I think is what we're all here to experience in some way, shape or form. We're all here to experience deeper intimacy with the soul and the things that we use in our lives are just vehicles to do that. But that's the ultimate journey. That sounds so beautiful. And I'm curious to know more about the shift in your relationship. You mentioned that you shifted from this honeymoon phase into this more deeper phase where you were able to be more, it sounds like more, more visible, more ownership of your, your needs and your requests, et cetera. So can you talk through, how were you able to make that transition? And was it more of a, like a personal journey to be able to be visible or was it, is it more to do with the relationship that enables that kind of side of you to be seen? Like, what is that, what is that experience in that journey? So I'll say a few things. I think both, right? There's tools that you can use to communicate your needs in a way. And as long as both partners, whether it's you and a parent, you and a, and a, and a romantic partner, you and a friend, you and a business partner, as long as you guys have a culture of allowing both sides to be heard, right? Like that's at the core of it. It's like allowing both sides to be heard. As long as you have a culture of that, then anything is possible. And if you don't have a culture of that, I think that's your work to create it. It's your work to do enough practice with yourself, with a safe space, with 
a, a, a buddy. Like I like to call them buddies. Like, you know, Gina's my buddy, but I also have other buddies that I can go to that are doing the work that I can really express and practice. It's like uh, my, my ability to share my needs. So that's one piece. There's tools and then there's environments you can create. But on the other end, I do think that for me, and this is my journey, right? So like what I've realized is my triggers are clues. When I get activated or triggered or when I, when I get some level of a, a body response from something someone else said, from something I'm not saying, from something that, that I, I want to fight you know, or something that makes me just freeze up. Like when I, when I have a, a response like that, that to me is really then a clue to what's going on and what's causing it. And then that then creates the exploration with like, okay, like we talked about this on last month's reflection, but really taking those triggers and then unpacking them and trying to find the patterns amongst them so that I can, so that I can find the core thing. And one of the beliefs that I had in my relationship with, with Gina which I discovered this month was if she isn't happy, then it's because I'm not enough or it's because I'm not doing enough or it's because I'm not smart enough or if I'm not. And obviously that's not true. Right. And that was a model that I learned from my parents. My dad always just wanted to make my mom happy. And when my mom wasn't happy, it went the other way. And like, and so like that was a model that it just was etched in my memory and my stone and my subconscious. And I was just operating under that. So it was a learned limiting belief. It's not true. It's not true in Gina's world. Gina has 50 shades of emotions. Like someday she's happy. Someday she's sad. Someday she's angry. Someday she's passionate. Someday she's inspired. Someday she's down. She's human. And And I realized if I try to keep, if my entire goal is to just make her happy, and if I got my way every single time, I'd be denying her the human experience. I'd be denying her the human experience, the healing that comes from sadness, the healing that comes from expressing anger authentically as it is. And so that was a realization I had to, but that was my work, right? I had to do the work to unravel that piece and find my masculinity in something bigger, redefine what masculinity is to myself. So there's two pieces, right? There's the tools you can learn. There's the mentors you can get. There's the the safe space you can create with the people in your life. And then on the other end, there's the exploration, there's the understanding, there's the lifestyle of awareness that I think is paramount to a life well-lived. That's ultimately what we're doing here, right? This reflection episode is, is an expression of awareness. It is me sharing the things that I'm becoming aware of on my journey and how I'm doing it so that you can inspire more awareness in yours. And, you know, because I think awareness is the thing that heals. Talk about that. How does awareness heal? I mean, I, when you become aware of something, it it, one, okay, awareness is the first part of healing. Let me start there. I don't want to say that awareness heals. I think awareness is an aspect of healing. Like once you become aware of your shortcomings, it's almost like you can relax. Like for me, that's at least the healing aspect is like when I become aware of a belief, I'm like, oh, okay, that means I can get rid of it. Because in my mind, and this is my truth, I am creating my reality. Like I am creating my reality. Like I am, I am living my life and I am not, letting myself be a victim to the circumstances outside of me, right? Like the world is in a chaotic state right now. There's so much noise and there's so much just, I mean, and if you really even get down to it, like it's, 
it's a grab for power at, on on every end. Like the individual wants to claim their power, whether it's sovereignty over their bodies or sovereignty over their choices in life or like, and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about the vaccine or if you're talking about abortion, like at the core of it, there's sovereignty that's, that, that's being craved at the soul level. The soul craves that level of freedom. And I think that freedom can only come when we become aware of the rule sets, the tools, the structures, the, the things around us that are causing us to believe that we don't have our power in our hands, that we don't have the ability to create our realities. And so that's where I, when I, when I really get down to it, like for me, awareness is healing because when I become aware of these beliefs and these stories and these, these ideas that are not empowering me to create the reality that I want, I have an opportunity to change it. And that is freeing. That makes me deep breathe, like breathe deeply in my heart and really connect with that deep gratitude for the journey because wow, what a gift. What a gift to continue ascending. What a gift to continue befriending the aspects of myself that I used to dismiss or shame or abandon. And I think that's the ultimate journey. The ultimate journey is is found through a lifestyle of awareness. Right? Like you can do all the healing tools in the world, but it all starts with being aware that you have a choice. I guess that's something we can all do like every moment of the day is just choose to bring your awareness in, call your awareness in to see what you're aware of and see where that then sparks. What, what conversations does that spark or what decisions does that create? Well, if I look at this year for me, I mean, like, you know, I had all my financial struggles earlier in the year. Money takes million dollars, gets taken out of my bank account can I still create the feeling that I want? That's a choice. Like I said, there's all this noise right now with vaccine mandates and people being forced to do things that they don't want to do. Great. You can take action against that in the way that you choose to take action against it. And can you create the feeling that you desire to feel whether that truth existed, whether that reality existed or not? Can you change your perception of reality because you choose to? That takes a level of personal responsibility and personal power that I don't think we are taught. It certainly took me years to get to this place where I feel powerful enough to choose my reality and not allow the noise outside of me to hinder my, my sense of self, my calling, my, my work, my personal power. Like, because they can only take your personal power away if you let it. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. Like this world is, this is not the first time like wars have existed. Like we've been alive for thousands of years as a species, you know, this thing that we're experiencing right now has showed up in a different form 200 years ago, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. We tend to forget that history repeats itself in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing new in its perpetuity, the tools might be new, the expression might be new, the story might be new, the the thing that people are putting everything on, like the the pandemic might be, well, there's been pandemics in the past, but this specific one is unique in its own nature, right? Like it, there's newness because me in my lifetime, I've never experienced this, but when I go back to history and I go back to my soul and my knowing 
This is not new. In my knowing, in my soul that has lived thousands of lives, this is not new. And when I can connect with that deep knowing and that power, when I can connect with the deepest aspects of myself and really connect, there's no fear. I know exactly what I have to do next. I know exactly what actions I need to take. I know exactly the energy with which I need to approach the situation. I know my truth. I'm not wavering. And that's the thing. Like when, when, when I, when I talk about staying grounded for me, when you are connected, you are grounded. You are, you are, you are, your feet are firmly planted on the ground, rooted in reality and powerful because you are creating your reality in every moment. And there is suffering outside of us. I don't want to dismiss that truth. Yes, people are suffering. Yes, I have been hurt a lot. I've lost family members to COVID. I, my businesses have been messed with. Like I've lost opportunities, like relationship ended. Like I have had things happen as well. And I'm just choosing. I'm choosing to connect with an aspect of myself that can empower a set of choices that can give me agency over my reality instead of waiting for something outside of me to change. And I think if more of us internalized and embodied that mindset, that heart set, that soul set, I think we'd be having a very different conversation in the world. But most people are trapped. They're trapped by the stories that they're a victim. They're trapped by the stories that shit hasn't been easy. Of course it hasn't been easy. But where was the expectation that it was supposed to be easy forever? Like there's these, there's the story. See, like, and so when you start to unravel the story behind the feeling, then you can create a new story. Life is not easy or hard. It's just life. It has all of it. Isn't that a much more empowering story than oh, my yeah. life hasn't been easy. And I don't think you can get there without awareness. So that's a long-winded answer. I know, but you can't get there without awareness. You can't get there without a lifestyle of becoming aware of your beliefs and your stories. You can't get there without healing the heart and feeling and letting go because your beliefs and your stories and your, your makeup of the world was all created when you were a child. And the child's mind was not developed in a way that it is as you're an adult. And so the child created these stories like, if she isn't happy, then I'm not enough. I probably learned that from me modeling or me wanting to make my parents happy. So if I didn't get the good grades or if I didn't see them happy with me or if I didn't do the right thing and I got scolded, my crocodile brain, little four-year-old, five-year-old Raj probably went back in. And it's not even like my parents tried to do that. No, my parents just, were the most yeah. loving, my parents were the most loving parents on the, in the planet. They loved the hell out of me and my brother. So like, that's the thing, like the child's mind is not rational, it's irrational. And it's running our lives. We have a bunch of adults. We have a bunch of old men and women with children on the inside that are crying. And I think the reality is the only way out is through. So you, you just opened this incredible conversation. And what I was hearing you say was, we can we're almost being invited to find this place of sovereignty, but in challenging and complex external situations. 
How do we find our own sovereignty inside this new world that, that um, we're in right now? And I would love for you to share some insight or some ideas as to how we can start to find that sovereignty when it doesn't feel available. And I know you've spoken about tapping into stories and awareness, those kind of things, but what is it we can start to do to come to that place where this information is available for us as individuals? So I would counter, it's always available. You're just not doing the right things to help you experience it. Mm -hmm. So what would those things be? So like, I'm being honest, this is as simple as it is. Like, and I, I had this big realization, I think it was this month actually around my health. When I'm like working out, doing yoga, when I'm meditating, when I'm journaling, when I'm invested in my practices, when I'm practicing gratitude, I'm always connected. When I'm not, yes, life can hit me at times. I can be floored by a piece of news or a conversation with a loved one. I can get triggered. And that's where I think when you're in that triggered state, there's this opportunity to soothe the inner child, right? And soothing the inner child can come in a kind conversation with yourself. It's asking for your needs. It's going into yoga. It's going into your practices. I mean, like I find myself in this all the time when I'm not feeling good and I'm anxious, I actually sit down and I'm like, Raj, are you doing the things that make you not anxious? Are you doing the things that move all the energy through you? And the answer is usually no. Uh-huh. The answer is usually no. And so yeah. like, it's sometimes just as simple as listening to the right song or some, just as simple as knowing what your anchors are and knowing that like, it's your responsibility. You create the feeling in you. What do you want to feel? Create it. Do whatever you need to do to get there. Like, that's the whole point. Like, that's actually the point. So it's almost like we don't actually necessarily need to change the situation. What I'm hearing you say here is if you focus on changing the feeling, create the feeling you want to feel that in itself can change the situation. It can give you this new perspective to look out on the world from and make new, ch new choices and decisions from within that. From that space, if you feel called to go out there and change the situation at hand, then go. Absolutely go. That's a choice though. Just, I think at the core of it, there's nothing that requires us to be a victim to our circumstances. Now there's being an inner child and having a child inside of you that's hurt. That's different. Being a victim and being genuinely like is, is different. Like you can, and this is where surrender comes. And this is where I think relationship and your interpersonal relationships can be really healing because being a victim is, is you being stuck in the story, but being hurt and leaning into that hurt, that's the bravest thing you can do. That's having the hard conversation with your loved one. That's saying the thing to your girlfriend or boyfriend with while feeling the fear that saying this thing might break you up. That's the feeling. It's it's the loss of control altogether. Right? Losing control and letting yourself feel the fear that sits in that. That's bravery. And I think there's a difference. You know, and I think power can be found. Power is not feeling good all the time. It is just feeling. Gina says this all the time. She got this, I think, from The Presence Process, which was a book, one of her favorite books. And she says, the goal is not to feel good all the time, it's to get good at feeling. And so you said, how do you feel sovereign all the time? Well, that feeling that you desire and crave sometimes is on the other side of sadness. So can you feel sadness fully? 
Can you feel safe in sadness? Can you feel safe in your anger? Right? And these are places you can practice. Like nobody's, I, I sure as hell did not come out the womb. Well, actually, I came out the womb perfect. I learned how to fear sadness. I learned how to fear anger. I learned the practice is unlearning, right? So you might not be in a space where you can step into sovereignty fully right in this moment, but that's the journey. Know that it's possible. Know that I've been doing this for the last several years. Know that I, there's thousands of people all over the world that are doing this. And it feels like it's this almost this switch between, okay, let's just turn down the outside world just a little bit, just so there's space to turn up what's actually inside and make that shift. Beautiful. Right? Turning off the news. Get off social media for like a week and connect with yourself to integrate all the stuff you're taking from social media. If you read something negative, you read this thing, read this thing, all this stuff, stuff, stuff. Great. Take that information. Let it get you angry. Then be with it. Sit with it. Feel what you feel. Don't just keep going into the loop. Allow yourself, to, allow your body to alchemize what you're feeling. Oh, I love that. Allow your body right? to alchemize like, what you're feeling. It's beautiful. Like you're feeling, like, like your body has this incredible ability to transmute energy. It is, it is, it is a vessel for energy. So I've always thought of emotions as energy in motion. Yeah. No thought is permanent. No feeling is permanent. I am not angry. I have anger in this moment. And when we can truly give ourselves the permission to feel and do whatever is necessary in that. And this is when I go back to interpersonal relationships for me. Like that's why my romantic relationship, my intimacy with, with Gina and my partner is the greatest dojo for spiritual and emotional development that I have. Like it is the place where I can, and I realize I've wanted this. This is what I, and I, and I, and I think subconsciously we all crave this. I think you're right. We all crave deep emotional safety with our intimate partners, but we don't realize that deep emotional safety first starts with you. Uh-huh. Intimacy into me, I see. Into me, I see. Oh, that's, I never thought of that before. Intimacy is a personal, it's, 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 this is why when we started this podcast, it was about experiencing intimacy because when you're experiencing intimacy with life, with your work, like I'll, I'll never forget like when, when, when I really started realizing that Gina was special, like really, and I really started just falling in love. I'm just, I'm falling for this girl. Like I started looking at all my other businesses and I was like, why am I not showing up with that much passion in all my other businesses? And why am I not having this level of connection with my parents? I started asking myself these bigger questions because I was experiencing so much intimacy, but I was creating it. And I think that's part of this journey. Like when we can truly lean into the people in our lives is like, can I experience intimacy? How can I allow myself to experience the most level of intimacy with this person? What do I need to heal in myself in order to do that? What will allow me to feel safe being vulnerable? What do I need to feel? Like that's our work. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. when you do that, I, I, everything changes. Everything in your life changes. Like you are the common denominator. Like I, I, I and I've just, and I'm, I'm sad for, like I said, I am sad. No one's, we don't teach this stuff in schools. We don't teach interpersonal relationships in schools. 
We don't teach conflict resolution in schools. We don't teach how to have difficult conversations in schools. We don't teach how to express ourselves in safe and healthy ways. We don't teach our kids about shadow work and mirror work and the role that the masculine and feminine play in our development. You know, we we don't. And the systems at large just keep people trapped. And we see it, we're seeing it right now. Right? We're seeing it in in the governments. We're seeing it in big pharma. We're seeing it in the fact that we have 66% of our children right now obese in the U.S. A food system that has failed them and a pharmaceutical comp- and a pharmaceutical system that's fixing the kids that are stuck in a failed system. Now, I still don't know what my role in this is yet. You know, I'm, I've been really, that's actually been a big part of my month is really feeling into, you know, how can I serve best? What can I inspire in others? How can I, how can I, how can I help the people in my life and the people in my tribe and my communities, you know, thrive in this next wave of, of, of evolution that's happening. And I think as, as I'm realizing it right now in this moment, what's, what's coming through is just, if we could all just remember that every single person on this planet is seeking that same level of intimacy, the whole world will change. The, world, the way you experience the world will change. The person that has a different viewpoint than you mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. feeling unsafe and all they're craving is safety and emotional intimacy. So they prescribe with views that they feel are going to allow them to have the greatest level of safety and community and fitting in. And it's just this cycle that keeps them there. We're not different. We're all the same. We're all powered by love. That person that looks different from us, that person that acts different from us, that person that chooses to put something in their body that's different than what you would choose to put in your body. All of it. They are human beings. They're people. They have their own rational and irrational fears. But at the core of it, they're just craving intimacy and safety and love their lives. And I think if I can inspire that message to stay united inside of this turbulent time of chaos by just remembering that the person who's sitting on the other side of you is craving the exact same thing you are. And you don't have to wait for them to give it to you. That's where power comes in. True power is creating it when you want it. Creating it when you want it is, I think, the greatest gift you can give yourself. It's the greatest gift I've given myself over the last five years. It started with a journey into entrepreneurship, realizing I didn't want to be an engineer and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It started with that journey, very simple. But that was just the tip of the iceberg. And it's the same thing in every part of life. Whatever you want, you can create it. As long as you give yourself the power, the freedom, and the safety within yourself to do it first. Yep. And and I think what you just described there is, I imagine a lot of people are feeling a similar way, the sense that something's being stirred up right now, like across the world, something's being stirred up. We're being called into different conversations. We're being invited to make different levels of choices would be invited to explore concepts we've never really had to deal with before. And it's suddenly like, who am I in this space? 
what do I want to be talking about? What, what do I, what position do I want to hold? What do I need to say? So even just this process now that you've um, talked about how you're being called to say something, maybe we can talk just a little bit about that because I imagine there'll be lots of other people out there who feel exactly that. How do you take that next step to get the clarity to decide who you're going to be in this time? Well, I think take the pressure off of yourself. I think leadership is an embodied set of actions, not a story. What do you mean by that? Explain. Because leadership, purpose is not what you do, it's who you are. That's at the core foundation. That is a core foundational belief that powers everything I do. And to me, clarity comes in a moment-to-moment experience through presence. Right? When we are present to what we are feeling, when we are present to what we are seeing, when we are present to our desires, our when we are present, in that space is where clarity exists. In that space is where there's this overwhelming level of 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 service that can be embodied and and can and can guide the next set of choices and decisions. Like I've always found that, you know, like uh, most people talk about their why and what they're here to do on this planet. But most people don't realize that the why doesn't as matter as much as the origin of intent because the why evolves over time, right? Like it's more important to remember why you got started with something than it is to live out the story of your why. Being an inspiration versus living an inspired life. Right? It's the difference. And so I think for those who are seeking more clarity around how they can serve bigger, One, take inventory of what's in front of you and just be present with what is and be present with how you feel called to show up. And that's changed for me. Like I feel called to show up in ways like, and it depends on in what, you know, like if we're talking about the universe, God, higher power, I feel very differently on how I'm supposed to show up there than my relationship. So there's different levels of service, right? There's service to God and universe and infinite power. There's service to yourself in your potential and what you're here to do on this planet. There's your service to your intimate partner. There's service to your family and your ancestors. There's service to your tribe and the people that are in your circle. There's service to your community at large, the people you may not know, and there's service to the world. And I think when we can break it down, we have multiple purposes that are showing up in multiple moments that are triggered by multiple events which is why it's just really important to stay present because we can get trapped in this idea that we have to be this one thing that I have to find this clarity in this one message. There can be one common thread across all of it. Yeah. Which is for me, for me, it's, it's the pursuit of love over fear. Like at the core of it, like I'm here to fight for love. I'm here to not just not fight for love, but I'm here to inspire love. I'm here to, to, to help people experience greater levels of love, which requires me doing things that I am terrified of doing. Because bravery is an act of love. Yep. Right? It's me doing healing work, not just so that I can experience greater levels of love, but also so that I can heal ancestral trauma that may have passed down from generations. And one of my purposes and callings is to stop. Stop stop the passing on. It stops with me. Yep. My kids, it does not. No. The passing of generational trauma stops with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a purpose. If you, if you live that, because think about what happens when you live to that presence, right? Like, and this is why I mean, like 
clarity and presence. Like, let's say you live out that fully and you devote the time and energy to really, truly healing. What kind of a ripple effect do you think that's going to have on all the other aspects that I talked about? Are you going to be serving the universe? Absolutely, because this, the universe is vibrating at the highest frequency of love at all moments, right? Like the universal oneness, that, that field is divine. It's not even something that we can comprehend or understand. There's no language to describe love. And, if you, and then if you go back to your communities, let's say it's your level of leadership in your, in your audience or your, or your businesses, Doing that work is going to make you more compassionate, more empathetic, more connected. Like, so th that's why I, th I think it's just really important to, to be present with what do you feel like taking action on? And if you are afraid of taking action on it because you think it's going to create problems in your life, well, then sit with it. it, it the goal is not to be reactive. It's to respond to the call. You don't react to the call. You respond to it. You don't compare yourself to what someone else is doing. You respond to the data in front of you, which is coming back to the fact that we all have choices we get to make. We all get to make choices. We all get to choose the life we want to live. Love that bit. Yep, that's it. So Raj, if you were to look back over the month you just lived and you had to pick one word, that was a thread that um, flowed through it all, which word would you choose? It's going to sound a little morbid, but death. Yeah, I've been really leaning into my relationship with death over the last year. And I continue to believe that your relationship with death is the most powerful thing that we can work on. Because when we remember that we're going to die, it gives us the juice to live. You know, I really feel like this month, like I, I went through a death cycle of myself truly allowing myself to be seen in a way that I've never allowed myself to be seen before. Allowed myself, and, and, I, and I really feel like, just back to the common thread of this conversation, like, you know, the world is going through a death cycle right now in some ways. You know, we talked about death cycles on the podcast with Andy, if you haven't listened to that one, it was a few few weeks ago, and, you know, relationship death cycles, how we go through these periods of codependence and then interdependence, and there's this cycle of when a phase of a relationship is here to die. And I think there's a version of that that's existing in the world where our, there's a phase of our relationship with the world, with the powers at large, with corporations, with we're getting close to a death cycle, if not already in one. And I'm recognizing the, the power that exists and not running from that and the groundedness that can happen when we lean into the reality that, you know, death is a very real part of the human experience. It may show up in many ways, manifest in many vehicles, whether it's a spiritual death, an egoic death, a relationship death. I mean, I, I had this realization this past month that whether I lose Gina to another man or if we die at the age of 99, really happy, someday. I'm going to lose her. And remembering that allows me to love the fuck out of her today. That was beautiful. And if we can remember that, just remember that one truth. That is, a, that is an absolute truth. 
I think that can allow humanity, individuals to access that greater level of intimacy with life. Beautiful. Because when we can truly lean into death, mm-hmm. all there is is life. So last question. How did you stay grounded this September? Um, taking care of my body. This man, I, I, I've just really, I've been feeling so called to just really invest in my health, really dial it in and take more ownership of the idea that I can create how I want to feel. And if I don't feel the way I want to feel right now, I can create it. And really going back to my practices and not letting myself get into this space of, oh, I feel so anxious. It's like, stop searching for the feeling and just create it. I don't want to search. And I think that's an idea that's just been really keeping me grounded. Like when I come back to remembering that, like stop searching, start creating. Every time I'm searching for validation, anytime I'm searching for something to help me feel a certain way, it's like breathe into that, feel it, and then flip the script and say, all right, how can I create what I desire in this moment right now? What actions do I have to take? What conversations do I need to have? What momentum can I spark using this feeling that I maybe may not be a fan of? And uh, I think that practice has kept me grounded. And that practice is something that continues to evolve. And it's something that continues um, giving me a lot of faith in our capacity as a species to just overcome any challenge that may be thrown our way. I love it. Great strategy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Great Thank conversation you. as always. Thank you, Georgina, for holding the space for, I know we, we said this before we started the conversation, but uh, I was a little nervous going into this one <laughs> just because it's raw, it's real, it's unpolished. I'm figuring it out. And um, these monthly reflections are always an anchor for me because I get to practice being seen in even bigger ways. So I'm grateful for you and for you listening. I'm just so grateful for you being here with us and just having the conversations that I think are the the most important to be had uh, at this pivotal moment in time. So, but uh, anyways, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. If this episode was helpful, tag me, tag Georgina on social media. Let us know. But from us, stay grounded. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.